Hello guys, welcome to the first episode of Fresh Buns. Sid, I don't know why we are still calling ourselves this. Yeah, I know. One when we were meandering over the names, I came up with the name Game Pod, which also did not make any sense at yeah, all. Yeah, because Pod, according to Mahati, thought it was a self-contained unit, and uh, if you're doing a podcast, there might as well be a pod, right? That was my logic, but. But like you laughed when I said it's a self-contained unit. It's just you know two peas in a pod. Like how pod is a self-contained unit? That's where I was coming from. So I guess right now when we are in the studio, we are in a contained unit, and it just it just comes back together. So you were right after all. Okay, we can keep going on. Do you want to introduce our first guest? Oh yeah. So my first guest of the show will be our first guest. I mean, it's our about time you start treating me like the co-host I am, <laughs> Jesus. So our first guest would be Tarun. Let's clap for him. Thank you, thank you. Pleasure to be here. So a brief introduction to Tarun. Tarun actually needs no introduction because he's amazing and he's mm. a really good friend of mine. He's also an avid gamer. He's been gaming since twenty-five years. He's been there, done that when it comes to gaming. He's played all the games. He knows everything about it, and he's also a great guy. Can I say yeah. that you're a great guy? Well, that's up for debate. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, I didn't start gaming when I was two. But I do like the idea that I've been gaming that long. Gaming since you were two. What he seemed to he seemed to imply that I was gaming <laughs> since I was two because he said twenty five years. Sorry, guys. Let's not take. <laughs> the semantics too seriously let's just <laughs> go ahead you have been gaming since when then maybe since i was 5 like the good thing about gaming back then was like everyone was sort of united in it like everyone had those crappy consoles that were rip offs of the snes mm-hmm. the dream boys and they came up with different names for them like they were dream boys dreamcast some whatever name they came up with Like there was still a versatile console, and we had the cartridges and a whole economy around based around exchanging cartridges. And more than that, the rumors that if you blow into the cartridge, that will actually fix the cartridge magically. Yeah, I used to do that all the time actually because uh, when I was young, I was introduced to the Game Boy Advance. It was a handheld console and. We used to play a lot of Pokemon. That's because you were in the richer strata, so <laughs> I wasn't on the richer strata. But uh... Game Boys were expensive back then, man. And still, till today, you know, when I got a job, the first thing Sid said was, "Buy me a what? Save up and buy something." You said, "No, some drama." I'm going to switch. Yeah, buy me a switch. I mean, even being from the rich strata and already having a Game Boy when I was a kid, till when I got a job, Sid wanted a <laughs> switch from me. Okay, guys. Let me just let you know. This is exaggerated. I do not belong to any richer strata. Narendra Modi is not my dad, and Amit Shah is not my uncle. And still, you're a good Jew, so there yeah. is some connection there. So. <laughs> oh yeah, the both of them are good Jews. Yeah. Okay, let's get back to gaming. So, blowing cartridges. How was that? <laughs> mm, I like that subtle dig you made over there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it seemed it seemed to work. Like at least we were under the impression that it used to work. But in actuality, like I said, it just damaged the cartridges because like the, the sensors were 
where you'd be blowing. I mean, exactly. His ID oh, right. in some ways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, that's the thing because when it got dusty, right? Everyone just said, "Just blow into it." It's it's equivalent to taking a disc and just wiping it with your T-shirt or your shirt. But in actuality, it would actually the CD would get scratches and it would just be worse for the the disc itself. True. What yeah. was the first game that you played? I think it was the original Prince of Persia that was designed by Jordan Macno. I think even I could. He also played. So, guys, to whoever's listening, Mahati has not played many games. She is what they would call a newbie compared to Tarun, who is actually pretty good at games. Well, like, oh, I'm suddenly a standard for something. Yeah. So it's actually <laughs> good that Mahati has played per- Prince of Persia. She can get along with this conversation. She knows. Yeah, till now I was pretty much lost. Like cartridges, blowing. Like, what are they saying? <laughs> maybe the former, but not the latter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Subtle. Well, <you're> always that. <laughs> hmm. I remember the first time I uh, started gaming was. Because my dad had introduced me to it. He introduced me to a game called Age of Empires. And everything was downhill from there for him, I it think. It was basically <laughs> downhill. And I'm I'm just, I'm like 27 for him, now. Not for you. It, yeah, it was. Because he never thought that I'd uh, go, and go ahead with the idea of gaming and, you know, playing every single day. It really helps me calm my mind and I can actually think while I game. It's kind of weird, but it's a, it's a multitasking Otherwise skill. Otherwise you can't think. Well, <laughs> I need to focus my. I need to focus on something. So yeah, it's really hard to not game and think. It's hard, for yeah. Me. Oh, guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it does help again. Like it, it helps you with the downtime. Helps clear your mind. True. And like it sort sort of helps you get rid of all your emotional baggage. At least. For me. But still, Sid is like this. <laughs> yes, doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> the thing with gaming is that, you know, we come across gazillions of stories. There's so much creative flow in a game. In a book, you might as well read and you can imagine. But in a game, there are visuals to it. There are certain things happening each and every second in the game. And then you can imagine yourself to be the character, which you can do as when you read a book as well. But in a game, I think it's more immersive. Is it the same for you guys... as well? Yeah, pretty much. I've always maintained that gaming can be like um, the highest form of art because it combines narrative and immersion. So you got an art, you got artwork, you got a narrative, you got moment-to-moment gameplay. It's something that you can get lost into, and that's a sort of fantasy that you can live. And it's an escape, yeah, but as long as you keep it balanced, like, there's no problem to it. Because, you know, there is controversy going on in online gaming in India with bans going on with PUBG and other such games. But I wouldn't hold that as a... It's it's funny, it's so funny that they banned PUBG, but they haven't banned those pop-up bloody games that come literally on your web, on your web screen and it says... There's, there's almost this semi-nude anime girl and she's like, tap me to play. And then you don't even know what to do after that. You're like, dude, they 
they banned PUBG. I could have shot somebody else, but then I've. But now I have to tap this. I have to tap this. I have to see what this is like now. No, but what is your opinion on uh, elders or like parents saying that playing games like you know the violent ones make because you've been gaming ever since you were a kid, right? So what about what do people say about it's violent and makes people like angry and makes uh, kids violent? I would say that kids are impressionable, but you can't blame it on the medium because. there have been studies and when i was studying my psychology i did a bit of research into the positive effects of gaming so it was found that more than triggering aggression it it could even foster positive social bond bonding among children and older adults as well because there's a whole element of socialization to it like you go over, play with your friends like couch co-op on now it's become all online so you end up making friends from across the globe so it's so it's not just one one shot answer because there have been as much as i like to deny that there's no as much as i like to say that there is no correlation there is some evidence some studies do suggest that there is so it's polarized but now gaming is getting more into the positive light there was apparently this study as well and i remember a decade back there was a study which basically said that uh, if you game and if you play all these war related games they make kids aggressive and finally finally the the newsletter that i was waiting for has finally come which basically says that a 10 year study finds out that gaming does not lead to aggression and all of us gamers would probably like, probably be, be so like yeah dude yeah isn't that obvious wasn't it obvious all along imagine like a 60 year old man studying gamers who hasn't played a game in his day who doesn't know anything about video games and he's like yeah bro these guys are probably angry cuz it's not lag it just cannot be lag it has to be the games that they're playing but there have been isolated instances of school school shootings and all that but You know, I think that's more to attribute to the individual's personality. Yeah, exactly. But was no, it because that's true. School shootings alone don't have anything. I mean, it's not easy to just trace it back to one source, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is so much, not just personal vendetta. It's so much politics behind it, or mm-hmm. and individual behavior also, obviously. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't because he was playing Call of Duty and literally hazing another guy and and said, "Yo, bro, I'm just gonna go to a school and." clap it up completely <laughs> the funny thing was the study said that they used to practice shooting in the hills and like they got some experience also from playing quake hmm. back in the day which was like a really popular shooter 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 and then my bad yeah okay so yeah quake was an arena kind of shooter and it's and it's funny how shooters have evolved over the years to become more military and realistic whereas back in back in those days it was more like arcade kind of style games which focused on more visceral kind of gameplay that was just satisfying and a really good primary loop so tanun you told me 
one thing that you you've played, one of your favorite games that you've actually ever played is Spec Ops. It was a game released sometime in 2015, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, 2015 or more like 2012. Okay. I'm remembering correctly. Around yeah. 2012, 2013. So it's a psychological shooter game which uh, happens in the Middle East, in a war-torn Middle East, right? Yeah, that's correct. But the thing to know about Spec Ops: The Line is it was a reimagining of a very popular. I'm okay. I'm also new. It was not a popular series, Spec Ops. It was military shooters that were trying to cash in on the trend that was there in the 90s. So what came about it? What came about was Jaeger Studios was given an opportunity by 2K to develop a game without any restrictions, and the intent of the team was to portray a game that showed you the dark side of war, and that was like you said, psychological in nature. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, it makes it makes us ask the question like, what are our choices and how we're answerable for the things we do. And the setting makes it seem like at first it's just a fun shooter where you go into the Middle East, shoot some brown people, and to, save to the day and be brown people like uh, our kind. Yeah, I mean, two Americans were all the same, I guess. I mean, okay, I'm getting too politically up, right? So, getting back to the point, like, so you're sending, so basically, you you're this uh, captain who's sent in to monitor the evacuation in Dubai, but you notice that things are really messed up. So, you sort of try to be the hero, the typical action hero, and. Mm-hmm. Save the day and figure out what's going on, what's going wrong, mm-hmm. but it just ends up being a descent towards and a spiral in towards insanity. And the game's based off really good, has a really good source material called Heart of Darkness. It's a novella by Joseph Conrad, mm-hmm. which deals with like the title, confronting a heart of darkness, like seeing what human beings are actually capable of. So, uh, and you had you've played this game a couple of times, right? And uh, I, I yeah. mean, guys, I have played this game as well, but uh, I, I have not. And uh, Mahati hasn't. Mahati's yet to play. We'll make her play probably <laughs> tomorrow. We'll release the footage of the game while Mahati plays and asks a million questions, including how to tap. Shut up. <laughs> Relevant questions. <laughs> so, it has multiple endings. So when you reach. In yeah, at the good. end of the game, when you reach at the end of the game, you have quite a few number of choices or directions that you can take. Now, people when they play games, they don't really they think there's only a unidirectional path to an ending, right? To a game when it ends. But Spec Ops is one of the few games that have been many games. It's like uh, Red Dead yeah. Redemption's got 36 endings. What's the Witcher though? I think Not it's Witcher. Red Dead yeah, yeah. Red Redemption. Is Sorry, guys. It was Witcher like... that had 36 endings. So, guys, we're talking about <coughs> the wrong game the whole time. No, 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 no we're talking about the correct game, but the uh, yeah. It's drawing analogy. Yeah, my uh, example was way off. What do you think about well, those? Witcher has 36 different endings. <coughs> which is the? I believe so. 
I mean, I just checked it on. Uh, let me just check this out. Thirty-six different endings. So it depends on the choices that you make. Exactly. Isn't it this thing that Netflix uh, show that called the Bandersnatch? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. But the problem, you know, Bandersnatch is a really good episode. Okay, it was. It it had that guy whose uh, eyebrows looks look like they're uh, worms. I don't know the guy's name. The guy from Weird Millers. Yeah, the guy from the other Millers. The the we are getting paid, guys. Oh that yeah, guy. that guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. That meme guy. Is he is he the same guy? Uh, in uh, he's in Revenant also. He's yeah, not there in now. Uh, what's that? What's that other series? I forgot its name. We are not the Millers. The end of the fucking world. No right. The end of the fucking world. Is he there? So guys, uh, that's no. Uh, end of the fucking world. He's not the same guy. He's not the same guy. No, no, no. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. the title character, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy. Not the same guy. Not the same not guy. The same guy. Similar though, they look similar. Yeah. Similar though. <laughs> they don't? <laughs> okay, my bad. <laughs> so, Bang On, Bandersnatch is exactly the same. But there was one problem that I found with Bandersnatch. Great story, great direction. The only problem was that once you picked... You're watching the Rewind. Yeah. So when you picked an episode, when you picked an option, you could always go back five minutes back, and if you picked the other option, you could again go five minutes back. They shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have given you the freedom to rewind just five minutes back just to see what's going to happen in front. Hmm. You prefer the viewer to watch the whole thing again and then get it. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, in that way, they would have appreciated the episode more. Because as far as I remember, Bandersnatch did not have such great reviews. Is it allowed in the game though that you pick a uh, pick a make a certain choice, but then you're allowed hmm. to go back? I you're don't. Not to do that? As far as I know, no. You couldn't do that. No. Okay. You live with your choices. But yeah. you can play it again, and you can make different choices. Yeah. Yeah. From the from scratch. Exactly. Have you either of you made like thirty, seen the thirty six different endings? No, that's, that's a different, different game. game. <laughs> so yes. I'm talking about that game only, which is similar. We're talking, to... we're talking about the game which he, uh, which uh, Tarun has written the article on, which is Spec Ops: The Line. Oh, I was just yeah. asking general questions about Witcher, and if oh, either Witcher, of you yeah. have. I have not played the Witcher three. Like I played the first two. Hey, so. even I haven't, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Some similarity <laughs> there. <laughs> yes. Can go have El Niru after this. ஏன்ங்கிறேன் just end it because we don't want to give uh, gamers multiple endings because they have different options and then they then they think that you know one option was the best so i just rather take that why did we they even have to have this op- the other option like in mass effect 3 so yeah i mean honestly i feel like multiple endings can be a good thing if it's done correctly like mm. how it's done in spec ops line and uh, like other games like heavy rain mm-hmm. if you played heavy rain <coughs> not quite i heard of it yeah so you need to get it essentially gives a player more agency mm-hmm. so it makes for a more immersive experience but then again the endings have to be done well 
like there has to be some significant difference in terms of the overall implications like if the original landing of mass effect was different colored lighting essentially <laughs> it's like okay. choose your ice cream flavor mm-hmm. and it was the same thing all the all the endings and like it built up as a promise of three games worth of content of choices mm-hmm. was supposed to lead to something phenomenal in the ending in terms of phenomenal in the sense like and how drastic and different these endings would be but when it leans towards similar similar endings like what is even the point yeah true true does having multiple endings also make the game more popular it's just you know people want to play it more because okay i played it once and this is the ending and okay but what if i had done this instead so yeah maybe it does that point. yeah It so people keep value. yeah exactly is actually a good uh, i mean that's probably one of the reasons why all these directors and these gaming companies have multiple endings because you know they want users to play the entire game again true but i think does the popularity of a game also increase depending on how many times you i don't think the popularity it? increases no, though you just you just have like these cult of gamers that stick on to one game and then they want to finish that game again and again because they want to we actually have a really good friend who does that but i thought it would work what does it work like videos like youtube videos popularity increases with the number of views it has so similarly with games with more number of people are playing it mm-hmm. so wherever whatever you know uh, website or application that gamers use will it show up there that so many people have played it and maybe you should try it out too or something like that i mean i was just wondering i, I mean i don't Already. know anything what do i know well <laughs> <laughs> it's cool like i mean the popularity goes up depending on just on the quality of the game mm-hmm. quite frankly but that's good though i mean that yeah. at least means that people yeah, are maintaining quality while they're developing yeah. games right yeah i mean if we just tack on multiple endings it has to make sense in the context and like why these why these endings are happening that's true but there are games which have good like good endings and bad endings based on your karmic choices mm-hmm. so those tend to be a little polarizing because it's like it's either you kick a puppy or destroy a dragon or something ouch yeah <laughs> that is a very uh, harsh example <laughs> yeah, i mean the evil choice is like murder often or something was said a bunch of werewolves to massacre a village of elves to enlist them in to convince them to enlist in your army that's mm-hmm. dragon age by the way yeah yeah i i forgot it took me a second to figure out which game you were talking about but uh, okay took i'm not going to take a few seconds but <laughs> i didn't figure it out <laughs> I, i must confess none of us knew which game you were talking about okay but you remember the oak dude who gives you his branch dog yeah yeah the big ass oak dude in the forest <laughs> correct because ஒரு the moment to moment gameplay changes considerably as the as the spiral into insanity is set off and it's, it's exploration of the human psyche essentially so when you start off 
detective cap character captain walker he is a consummate professional like he just does what he needs to do takes out his targets like with extreme lethal efficiency without doing anything extra but as time goes on he gets more brutal in his executions he he basically he gets worn down physically and mentally and as you go on you start getting worn as a player as well because you know like when at first you're like i'm into this sort of power fantasy but then you start losing sight of who you are in this power fantasy and then you just tired and you're like when will this end why are these enemies constantly spawning why are these mods getting so insurmountable mm-hmm. interesting this uh, this also sounds like uh, the story or the narration of another game which came out recently the last of us 2 and it also sounds like yeah. you've played a lot of spec ops line the line man like you really must that game into you that you might as well be captain walker because i, <laughs> I was just hearing you i was just like damn dude it, this guy might He's be captain walker. walker did he did he even like this i like it this was really nice it's a it's a really good explanation as well into the game and i hope whoever's listening to this podcast guys please play <laughs> this game because this would really introduce you to the gaming industry we don't want you to play games like candy crush and what is wrong with candy crush <laughs> it's just you just know <laughs> people people call themselves bro i'm a gamer and then they say so Nobody, what games do you play no. fifa bro i and then then they say candy crush i mean nobody says candy crush and calls herself gamer said there was this aunt okay your she called herself a gamer she said i also play off. games and i said oh okay okay so auntie what games do you play <laughs> see this candy crush no and then farmville had come out no, on facebook okay i'm not going to lie all of us played farmville whoever disagree to the fact that they play, played farmville I didn't play Farmville. I didn't play Farmville. Loser. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Everyone played Farmville. Nobody played Farmville. Okay, people played Farmville, but I didn't play Farmville. Okay, Farmville was a hypocrite. Like, you just haven't played it. Were you also one of those who got up in the middle of the night? Oh no, I haven't watered my crops. <laughs> yeah, I kept an alarm at like two o'clock in the morning. So I used to get up, go online on Facebook, say hi to whoever's online, and then water my my. plants <laughs> i don't know so as always mm-hmm. but i never got the addiction to these online games on facebook like you club by going to something which is very uh, yeah. people used to play club penguin i i never fucked with club penguin uh, i just never it was just never my thing i don't know why i never tried it actually did you guys try it no what did you know about you used to play i think candy crush about new pets gamer I'm not going to play this game. <laughs> I mean, it's time you embrace it. I mean, you play Prince of Persia, so that's like the Long OG. Long back, once upon a time. Oh, I used to play Angry Birds. Oh, I, I also I remember Which I made her play PUBG on the PC once. Once. Wow. And she actually came sixth or seventh. Damn. So it was pretty good, man. I mean, zero kills. You yeah, survived. Yeah. You survived the onslaught. So congratulations on that. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> Uh thanks for being here with us today Tarun. I think I learned about this whole new world that I, ha- I was not even I mean I was aware of but listening to both of you talk made me realize it's a whole world in itself that I don't know about. And since we are called Fresh Buns/Game Pod, 
I think right. I will by the, on the course of making these podcasts I think I would pick up a game or two but I have a question for you yeah tell me so the question so two questions one is that for people like me who haven't ever gamed what's the one game that you would recommend that I start off with I'd recommend starting with uh, this game called What Remains of Edith Finch which is a uh, narrative exploration You would have to write that down for me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a mouthful. <coughs> so it's an exploration based game that uh, looks into the lineage of a family. Mm-hmm. But the gameplay is very unique. And as someone who's a newcomer, you'll be able to enjoy it. It's like it's very entry level friendly. And All right. Okay. For uh, how about a person who's already played uh games Spec Ops man I I've played that man but yeah for the listeners out there guys Spec Ops the line it's free but it's not free but you know there are ways to get it free mm. I mean I don't want to say anything about that but you know if if not Spec Ops I'd say that I've been playing Death Stranding and that's between really growing on me mhm interesting so that could be something this game was going to explore or rather give a chance to mm-hmm. because people just dismiss it as a cargo delivery or amazon delivery simulator yeah just walking not walking simulator yeah <laughs> but it's so much more than that true true what is this game it sounds this, interesting uh, so this was a recently uh, made game and uh, we can talk about it in the <laughs> next episode Yeah, or may actually actually play it on the next episode maybe. We can actually play it on the next episode. Uh, That's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. See, our creative flow while we <laughs> talk on the podcast is amazing, but otherwise it's pretty Mine uh, is amazing. Don't <laughs> speak for yourself, man. <laughs> but Game Pod also kind of makes sense as a title for the show. I know, right? Like, I was saying because this. you know in the old arcades it was kind of like a pod, right? <laughs> self-contained unit. unit self-contained unit it comes full circle <laughs> we have come full circle indeed so this brings us to the end of our episode with tarun the yeah. gamer the future psychologist and overall and a great guy it. man ladies please and sid's old friend and my new friend sid yeah, yeah ladies friendships. if you are listening to this i hope you are please slide into his dms because mm. it's a big slide there <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> Just okay, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Do remember to uh, like us on Instagram. You can find the information in the description. Also, do comment, share, subscribe. And if any of you all have any topics that you want us to talk about or uh, you want to talk to us, then leave a comment, and we happy to discuss any topic or talk to you as well. and we'll be rolling out episodes every week so stay tuned and i hope you guys had fun listening as much as we had making this thanks to the team thanks to everyone thanks daro see you next week thanks thank you thanks daro bye 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 <laughs> <laughs>